Welcome, everybody, to the Something in the Air podcast. I'm urologist Joe Martucci down here in South Jersey at the Press of Atlantic City. Hope everyone's been enjoying the past couple of weeks here during our April. It is April 29th as I'm recording this, and as we do for our first episode of each month, this one, of course, is coming to you in early May. We're joined by New Jersey State Climatologist Dr. Dave Robinson. We talked all about the month of April. We talked about the precipitation. We talked about the little bit of snow we had. We talked temperatures. We talked wildfires and a very good year for coastal flooding. So without further ado, let's turn it over to New Jersey State Climatologist at Rutgers University, Dr. Dave Robinson. All right, and we are here now, as we are at the beginning of every month, with New Jersey State Climatologist, uh, my weather dad, and because it's May, birthday buddy, Dr. Dave Robinson. It's not our birthdays yet, but how's it going? It's going well, finishing up the semester. Students will be glad not to see me every week, um, <laughs> but a lot of term papers to grade, and then come the final exams. Well, I'll tell you what, as we wrapped up the month of April, I think many people welcomed in that really warm day that we had on April 28th. Um, I was at the beach, actually, on Thursday. Now, I was working. I wasn't actually enjoying. Well, I was enjoying. I shouldn't say that. I was enjoying. But I wasn't sitting out on the beach with a beach chair. Uh, but I was out in Margate on our Thursday, April 28th. We actually broke the record at Atlantic Senior National Airport for the day. We got up to 89 um the marina in atlantic city got up to 80 harvey cedars got up to 82 eagleswood in your weather network in ocean county got up to 90 so here's my question for you how unusual is a late april beach debt in south jersey and long New jersey shore you know it, it may not be as unusual as you think um i did a little looking uh, and it turns out that the airport in atlantic city which goes back to records in the 1950s on nine different April days, the daily record is 90 or above, mm -hmm. going back during that time. So about one out of every three to four April days has had a day, has had a record of 90 or better. So, you know, it, it's not every year. It is somewhat unusual, um, but it's far from unprecedented. And once we get into the 1st of May, Almost every day of May, the record high is 90 or higher. Right. So we're turning that corner. I mean, and, you know, for for us, I think what was really cool. So I was, again, on the beach in Bargate on Thursday, on the 28th. And what was interesting was that the sea breeze was, like, fighting with the warm air. So, like, you'd stand there and, like, you get this west wind and everything felt warm, felt summery. And then for, like, five seconds, you get this, like, real cold shot moving on in. It was just this back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. You know, could you explain to everybody how we can actually keep away that sea breeze during these, I'll say, preseason days in April and May? Because usually, yeah, we can be warm on the mainland, we can be hot, but the shore, it's 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 a struggle to actually get just as summery as the mainland. It, it can be tough. It, it all depends on the wind direction and sometimes the wind speed. Uh, so yesterday was the case uh, on, on the 28th where the wind was coming out of the southwest. So the coolest spots were our Fortescue station down on Delaware Bay with the wind coming off the bay waters. And then up on the northern coast, because it's a little different geographic orientation uh, than the southern coast. 
And, and up there in the middle of the afternoon, while I was 80 down at Harvey Cedars, it was 62 up at Seagirt. Um, it was 80 down at Atlantic City Marina. But then about five in the evening, the sea breeze up there fell apart and they jumped over 80 degrees up at, up at Seagirt for a little while. So it's yeah. really fascinating. Um, just the angle of the wind. And, and if the winds had been calmer yesterday, uh, if there had been a little easterly component blowing from east to west component to the wind would have been uh, a chilly day up and down the Atlantic, uh, Jersey Atlantic coastline. Oh, yeah. And that's something I mean, we've had some days where at Seabreeze from pushes over to Philly, you know, by the afternoon here. So we really caught a break, you know, during the 28th year. So that was good news. I think many people enjoyed. But, you know, just, um, you know, in terms of the month as a whole, the marina and the airport both look to be above average. Is that where we're going to end up being for the month of April? Yeah, there's no question with today and, and tomorrow is going to be cooler, but it's just going to be a, a degree perhaps uh, above the long term uh, mean. And that's the 1981 to 2010 mean. Uh, yeah. Stay tuned because next month we're going to be talking about 1991 to 2020 means. Um, I haven't seen the numbers for AC, but it's warmed. So a mean we're talking about a degree above normal this month compared to 81 to 2010, we should go and talk about this next month, what April is. And it may only be a half a degree above, meaning that the last 30 years have averaged warmer than the 81 to 2010 period. We'll save that for, for next month. I can tell you Jersey-wide, um, 11 of the 12 months the last decade was warmer than the 1980s decade. So the means are going to be higher. Um, only November was the mean in the 80s warmer than the means in the, uh, the, the 10s and teens. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we're ready to designate the 2010s as a decade yet. Is it the teens, 10s? I'm not sure. I don't know what the heck you call What do you call um, the first decade? The aughts? The odds. That one I've heard. I don't really like it because it reminds me of the '80s a little bit. But I'll let the uh, I'll let I'll let culture define that. Right. Um, I want to ask you a question though. November, right? Cooler, real quick. Do you know like generally why that was? I mean, obviously it was cooler, but like, did something in the climate and pattern change? We don't know it yet. Although my the snow cover work I do in the northern hemisphere finds snow cover in the fall season actually increasing over the last decade or so. Um, and it may be that cooler, colder air coming down from Canada is refrigerated a little bit more over an earlier snowpack. Um, that's one hypothesis. Um, well, it, it could, have, could have something to do with the cloud cover or lack thereof, actually. So we're, we're going to have to look into that a little bit because it is awfully interesting. Just like we're looking into why uh, there's more snow cover across the northern hemisphere in the fall when it's melting much earlier than usual in the spring. Yeah, well, we'll always look forward to when that information comes out from you. We're always here for you at the podcast to deliver all your latest climate info. Now, we usually like to break down the highs and the lows, you know, for the month. And usually we say it's usually the low temperatures that kind of carry the load here. But that actually doesn't look to be the case at the airport or the marina. It's actually the high temperatures that have been more above average than the low temperatures. Um, your thoughts on that? Any any reason that sticks out to you as to why? Yeah, I think we had a month recently with something similar. 
the first thing that comes to mind is it was drier than normal. So there was less cloud cover. Um, you had less nighttime cloudiness to hold the warmth of the day in. So your, your nights weren't as necessarily warm. Uh, and during the daytime, you had more sunshine. So it kept things warmer. So that would be my first stab at it. A dry month, a sunnier month, um, clear skies at night. Thus, your, your minimums aren't as high and your maximums are. You know, and it's, you know, you're segueing me perfectly to what I was going to say was uh, early in the month, we actually did get cold for a good number of nights. And actually the marina had their last, I'm going to say their last freeze. I think we're safe to say that. But on April 3rd, that wasn't the case last year, right? No, the last year was May, uh, was March 1st. And, and yeah. that's pretty darn early. I think on average, if I was looking at the marina data, the last average freeze is the last couple of days of March. So this year was much more in the ballpark of normal than last year when, you know, it, it was early. March 1st yeah. was early. I think you said just, I think we talked about it for like three months already, but tell us that difference in the growing season between, you know, the Marina and up in Northwest Jersey. Cause that was pretty incredible. Yeah. It was really incredible last right year. The growing season started what May 2nd, excuse yeah. me, March 2nd last mm -hmm. year and went at the Marina area till uh, about November 16th or 17th when the first freeze up in valleys of Northwest Jersey, a place called Walpack, um, they had their last freeze of the spring, spring on June 1st. So their growing season started three months later on June 2nd. And they had their first freeze, I think it was September 16th, um, two months before the first freeze in Atlantic City. So a five-month difference in the growing season. That's well, it. Yeah, and I'm going to tell you what, based on the comments I got from Facebook, I think uh, many people are happy that we're down here and not up in the icebox in New Jersey in Wallpack. It's a nice little town. Uh, have you driven through Wallpack before? You've been there? Yeah, I mean, it's a, essentially is it's a ghost town for the well, most yes, part. Well, yes, it's very empty, but there are people. There are a couple, but it was mostly bought up because it was going to be part of the Tox Island Dam project back in the 60s, I guess it was. So the National Park Service bought up most of the land and people had to leave. So it's, it. it's, it's you know, the, the Pinelands have their ghost towns. This is about as close to a ghost town as you can get up in the northwest corner of the state. But it's a real cold spot. And we happen to have a weather station there. So it provides some really useful information. But more people live down near the coast than up there. That's for sure. Yeah, that's uh, definitely for sure. Uh, all right. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to wrap it up for this segment. And on the other side, we're going to talk about temperatures. We're going to talk about coastal flooding. We're going to talk about wildfires. This is the Something in the Air podcast. <music> everybody we are back with something in the air podcast brought to you by the press of atlantic city in conjunction with stocking university and for today in conjunction with rutgers university distinguished professor and new jersey state climatologist uh dr dave robinson let's talk about rainfall and then some uh for the month here but let's start with the precipitation as a whole where do we sit 
for the month of April. Well, unless we get a dousing in the next 48 hours or so, we are doing this uh, well, less than 48 hours on the 29th. Uh, we're going to come in on the low side, but it gets tricky as it has for like the last five months. It rained on the 31st of March into the morning of April 1st. And as we've talked about numerous times in the past, that counts towards April rainfall at all but stations like the airport that record at midnight. So I did a little sleuth in here. The wettest spot in Atlanta County, according to our Cocoraz observers in April, was 4.1 inches at Linwood. Now, if you take away what they reported on the morning of April 1st, it's only 3.17 inches since then. And that's the general case. About an inch of rain fell from the 31st into the 1st. So, you know, they were, they were wettest uh, over in Hamilton, only 2.22 inches for the month. And if you take away the first, 1.37. Now, we should put that in some context. That's a, almost three inches below normal. That's two and a half or so inches below average or 30% of normal. So pretty dry in the driest spots. And, and, and a bit dry in the, the wetter spots. And the same thing held for um, Ocean County, um, Point Pleasant, uh, way up, up in the northern end of the county, 4.14 inches for the month, but only 2.61 after the first. And as dry as 3.29 for the month in Stafford, um, but 2.56 after the first. Uh, and down in Cape May, um, it was uh, 3.90 with, with the first and 3.05 without it in Ocean City, the wettest. And, and Middle Township, I'll just cut 1.69 without the first. So, you know, that's 30, 50, 60 percent of normal. So we, we could have done better in the precipitation department. That's for sure. Yeah. And what has that meant for wildfires throughout the past month? Because I don't remember there really being really any wildfires. And if they were, they were probably pretty small. We, we really dodged that this month um, because we had our share of wind. Um, but, you know, oftentimes you, you came and, and March was not particularly wet, but we start and finished it up on the wet side after an, a dry early start. Remember last month we were talking about that long period of dry weather, first two weeks or so of the month. So we went into it with some pretty good moisture on the ground. And then it's a matter of how timely the rainfall is. You don't want to get all your rain on one day and then the other 29 days be dry. You want to intersperse that rainfall. And, and that was sort of the case this month. So, and it wasn't excessively warm. And our windier days, for the most part, as I recall, were not excessively um, warm. So the, we had some windy cold days. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so all of it came together that we were very fortunate not to have uh, a fire threat in what overall was a pretty dry month. Yeah. One of the days that wasn't dry was the 21st, which I, I believe was probably our first line of severe storms day for the year here, which is, a, I would say, about average, maybe a little bit on the later side. But, you know, we had what was unusual was that a lot of places had hail with this. I mean, I had pea-sized hail. 
that this whole line that went from about Cumberland County right into Atlantic County and even into Ocean, pretty much everyone I talked to said they got pea-sized hail. Millville got inch in diameter or quarter-sized hail with this. Um, and we also had a good amount of rain, but we also had strong winds. Atlantic Singer National Airport got up to 67 miles an hour. That's a pretty good wind gust, some power outages, a little bit of damage. What, what did you see across uh, the region during that day? That, that was some frontal passage. Um, there yeah. was some hail up in parts of North Jersey, too. Um, but the front came through so quickly that there wasn't flooding rains. Um, it just blasted from west to east through the, through the state in about an hour, hour and a half. It wasn't a duratio like we saw last early, I think, June 3rd last early year. Early June, yep. I think it was the 3rd. Um, so it wasn't of that magnitude. But it was, what was most noticeable, notable about that was the hail that was generally small for the most part and short-lived, um, but multiple comments about that. Um, but it was also how remarkably the temperatures dropped from what had been a very warm um, previous day and morning, and then you just took the rug out from under things and temperatures fell 15, 20 degrees within a half an hour and the wind started howling. So all of a sudden you went from a mild morning to a wind chill uh, just about in the afternoon. So that, that was a real sharp and, and very interesting front. I'm going to put you on the spot. How do you feel about those people who say New Jersey, just wait 10 minutes and you'll get all four seasons? Yeah, well, you know, say that to someone in the front range of Colorado and they scoff at <laughs> you. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, that can often be the case, particularly in what we've talked about and called in the past transition seasons. And we're right in the midst of the transition season because if you remember, later that evening and into the next morning, there was snow flurries and a little yep. bit of accumulation up at the higher elevations of North Jersey. And then the next morning, and I know I'm preempting, you're going to ask this next. That's okay. Go, ahead, go for it. There was a squall yeah. went through Southwest Jersey that next morning. Temperatures were above freezing when it occurred at the surface, they were above freezing, but it was uh, enough cold aloft and it made a quick um, a quick visit down to the surface that there was there was some snow. So what a turnaround in just 24 yeah. to 36 hours. I, I want to get to that temperatures above freezing point in a second, but it was just so remarkable, you know, to again, go from this balmy, not summer, but pretty close kind of weather to snow, you know, like you said, snow squall. And, you know, we had, it was just this one cell that moved from about Greenwich on the Delaware Bay into Millville, into about Estelle Manor, and then it kind of fizzled out around May's Landing. So where I was here in Pleasantville, we didn't get any snow. It was just cloudy. But I actually looked, you know, when you look at the month of April, it was only the seventh time that we had some kind of snow this late in the month on April 22nd or later. So it's in pretty unique territory. I know we, and I think we talked about this last year, we have seen some kind of snow flurries into May. But once you get to April 22nd for down here, it's pretty unusual, you know, to really get any kind of snow, even if it's just a couple of flakes. Yeah. And, and it wasn't associated with a storm system directly. It was like a snow squall that yeah. comes out of the Great Lakes and comes down this area. In my home, I got up that morning and the roofs were white. Um, the ground wasn't, but it had, a squall had come through at about 5 a.m., 
And it took till about 930 for the snow to melt off all the shaded parts of the roofs in the neighborhood. Um, and, and it was just a little one streaky squall that came from the northwest uh, through uh, central New Jersey. And later that morning, another squall through the southern part of the state. So, yeah, yeah, uh, wintry, a wintry day, no doubt. Were you upset that it wasn't enough snow to go cross-country skiing? I'm always upset when there's not enough for cross-country skiing. I didn't know I'm if your mind changed. Yeah, Excuse I didn't know if you, you flipped your brain off to snow after like April 15th or something. Oh, no, 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 no. I'll take it any time. I'll take it okay. any time. So let me ask, what, what was, what's been the latest or earliest in the year that you've actually seen snow fall where you were at? Um, way somewhere? Well, May 9th of 1976 and May 9th of last year, there was some snow in the air. Yeah. Uh, and then something borderline snow. It's called grapple. It, it's not hail and it's not snow. It's kind of that cotton ball looking <clears throat> material. That yeah. fell as I left commencement 2016, when President Obama spoke at our commencement at Rutgers and we were leaving the stadium and grapple was falling. And I think it was about May 16th. Um, and I had like three layers or four layers of clothes on too. It, it was cold. So officially that's frozen precipitation. So that's May. Yeah. I think it was May 16th. I, I think you're right about that. But I was going to ask, doesn't that regalia, isn't that pretty like heavy? Especially with you being no, a doctor, no, and no, those uh, they're 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 light. But the mortarboard was great. The black mortarboard was great. Yes. To see the grapple accumulating. All <laughs> right, so there you go. <laughs> let, let me talk about. Let me just go back to the temperatures because actually, someone at work asked me this question. I explained it to them, but you know, I'd like to hear what you have to say. You know, it was I believe fifty degrees while it was snow flooring, and people were like, like, it, yeah, I know it can snow when it's like 37, 39, but like fifty. So explain to people, you know, how it can be that warm and where usually that, like, is there a temperature that's like really like too warm to snow? I, I would like to see the records for that 50. I've seen snow around 40, uh, but generally as the snow starts, it pulls cold air down with it and the temperatures fall very quickly. So before that squall began, it might've been in the mid forties but it probably dropped five degrees or more during the course of that squall. I'm going to look at, at 50 this. degrees. Mm. Okay. Hold on. Let me look, baby. It's very possible. I was wrong. So, Hmm. AC wise reporting dry. Let's look at Millville. Cause Millville, it did, it might've dropped to your point. It might've been warmer than when the snow, those flurries came in, it dropped. This is uh th this is live research on our podcast as we oh, speak. No. Let's see what the temperature was as it crossed. Twenty second. What day was this? The twenty. It was a Friday. It was wasn't it? No, it's, no, twenty second. Uh, it was in. It, okay, it was in the mid forties during that time. So that's, that's about stretching it to its 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 yeah. limit. And I would say okay. if it came down with any intensity. It brought down that it brought the temperatures probably briefly into the uh, upper 30s. Okay. So we're saying, so my fault, I said 50 degrees. I was obviously wrong, but mid 40s is what we're saying is usually that upper threshold. Yeah. For yeah. some kind of stuff. That, that's, that's pretty rare. And it's yeah. not going to last for long without bringing the temperature down. Right. Okay. I mean, we're talking um, about below a couple thousand feet of the atmosphere. And that generally gives that snowflake a chance to melt before it makes it down. Sure, sure. 
Um, switching topics from the snow here. Let's yeah. talk about the coastal flooding or lack thereof, I should say. Um, I'm jo- I was juggling my brain earlier, juggling my brain earlier. I don't remember if we even got into minor flood stage down here. And if we did, it was like just at the line. I, I don't know if you remember if we had any coastal flooding in April, but it seems like this year we're still continuing our streak where thankfully we haven't really had much coastal flood. No, I, I, absolutely. We did not have a lot of nor'easters this year. Uh, and if you turn back to our October, November discussion, we were probably talking about how during a La Nina type winter, you have fewer coastal storms and the storm track tends to go up through the Ohio Valley. And that minimizes uh, the nor'easter factor, if you will. And, and while this was far from your typical La Nina winter across the, the lower 48, um, there were not a lot of uh, coastal nor'easters. And that was a saving grace for the shore. I would think the beaches are in better, beaches and dunes and berm are in far better shape than in many a spring, um, thanks to the fact that they weren't uh, scavenged, if you will, by the, uh, the waves of the winter storms. Yeah, absolutely. I, the only big one we had was that record-breaking or near-record-breaking one at the end of January to early February, I should ask, are, are we officially saying that Cape May has tied the all-time, is now in a tie for the largest snow? Is that where we're yeah, at now? We, it doesn't have the sole record? Yeah, we've got to look into that. So a reporter for a rival organ, news organization asked me ah. that today, literally. Oh, really? Uh, and we're supposed to meet on that over the course of the summer. Uh, National Weather Service is going to convene the extremes committee. And we're going to look at a variety of records in New Jersey and, and make sure they're pretty stable. Uh, looking at the records from up there in Oak Ridge, uh, it looks pretty legit. So I think we may end up calling it a tie. And, and for life of me, I don't know why that was missed decades ago. Um, and then I wonder why my tenure as state climatologist, we just never revisited that which I like to kick myself for not doing. So I'll, I'll take some of the, the heat, ironically. Um, but um, yeah, I, but Cape May's not, I really don't think any of the storm totals from the storm this past February are going to be accepted that exceed 34 inches. That much I, I, I can pretty confidently say. But, and in that sense, Cape May's not going to lose the record. They may just have to share the record. Share with the northern half of the state. I know that's got to hurt. I think there's a lot of people on this podcast who are going to feel hurt by this. All right, let's wrap it up here. Um, any last thoughts? And if not, tell us where we can get um, all the latest and greatest from the office of the New Jersey State Climatologist. Yeah, um, p- please visit us, uh, the State Climate Office, njclimate.org. Uh, if you want to go directly to our weather network, uh, njweather.org. Um, some of you who visit there may have noticed things have been a little chaotic with new maps coming up, new tables coming up. We've moved our database and our processing up to the cloud. Oh. And it's an awful lot to do at one time. Um, and uh, I just ask you to be a little patient. The stations are still there. They're still reporting. But it's a little clunkier than I would like to see. So perhaps by next month, I can have better news on that. But All please right. visit. Well- yeah, no, absolutely. NJweather.org and NJclimate.org. And you should take it easy. It's your birthday month coming up. 
Yeah, well, we're not counting that. You're young enough to still count it. It's it's a milestone for me this year. We got a, we got a zero at the end. And it's not two. Well, knowing you aren't necessarily were a child genius, I would say then it's not 20. No, no, unfortunately. This is uh, the big 3-0 coming on May 13th. So if you want, you can uh, find us both on Twitter. I think at NJ Climate is Twitter handle on May 13th. Not saying you have to tell us happy birthday, but we won't be upset if you didn't tell us happy birthday. That's right. That's <laughs> All right. right. All right, let's get out of here. We're going to wrap it up. We will chat with you at the end of, well, we'll say beginning of June. God, it feels so long. Summer will be in the air when we talk. So looking forward to that. Thank you for listening to the Something in the Air podcast, recapping the month of April, coming to you on May 19th, all about hurricane season. This one, we had a little bit of fun, but this is mostly a serious one. We talked about the hurricane forecast coming up, and we talked about it with one of the preeminent hurricane forecasters in the country, Jordan Jones of Colorado State University, one of the gold standards for hurricane forecasts. She hops on the show to talk about the hurricane forecast, impacts in New Jersey, and more. You don't want to miss that. Until then, stay safe, enjoy. We'll be back with you on the 19th. This is the Something in the Air podcast.